Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zendependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I hope you enjoy this episode. If you're interested in more podcasts like this, combat sports, discussions, news, analysis, um, predictions, stuff like this, stay tuned because it's only going to get better from here. Thank you for listening and stay tuned because I'm actually going to start a kind of comedic podcast with a friend of mine, um, Chris. I've actually had him on this podcast a couple times back when it was more than just MMA. Um, it's going to be called Demonetized because it's going to be pretty wild. Um, so stay tuned. Um, still still working on getting that set up on Anchor and getting an XLR set up because we're going to have two people talking, obviously. Um, so stay tuned. Um, so on this episode, I'm just going to talk about a couple things. Uh, one of the main things is news that just broke that Michael Chandler, um, former Bellator fighter, uh, serious, seriously good lightweight guy, um, he signed with the UFC and he's actually going to be the backup for Khabib and Gaethje, which is really weird to me. Um, I feel like Tony Ferguson deserved that better. He deserved that more. Uh, maybe Dustin Poirier deserved that more. Um, kind of weird that he's getting an immediate, basically, title shot if one of those guys steps out. But Khabib and uh, Chandler would be a decent fight, and Gaethje, Gaethje and anybody would be a good fight, but Gaethje and Chandler would also be a good fight. So that's that's interesting news that I saw just broke a few hours ago. Um, and obviously, in a couple days, we have UFC fight night. Um, it's going to be Colby Covington and Tyron Woodley in the main event, so I'm going to get to that later. But just going to talk about a, key, a few um, key matchups on this pretty stacked this is probably the most stacked non-pay-per-view um card we have this year um so we were supposed to actually get i believe it was supposed to be glover Teixeira and um glover why can't i think of his name tiago santos they were supposed to fight too but obviously um santos he man, man he can't catch a break he tore his acl while barely losing in a split decision loss against um split decision fight against John Jones last summer tore his knee apart his leg fell off basically and he recovered he's making he was making his comeback um to fight and, and then he gets coronavirus test positive so he's he's obviously out of that card they're not going to fight they're probably going to delay that and they're going to fight later on but um even without even without that fight um that, this is a stacked card. So, first fight I wanted to talk about: Johnny Walker and Ryan Spann. So, this is a pretty evenly fight, evenly matched fight going into it. Um, Ryan Spann, Ryan Spann is kind of a a newer fighter. Um, I think he's only been in the UFC for. I don't think he's been in the UFC for too long. Um, I'll have to look into that. But uh, he's got a similar record to Johnny Walker. Um, Johnny Walker is coming off a loss. Um, Johnny Walker, I, I thought we were going to see kind of a turnaround for him because he started to train with Frost Zahabi, who is one of the best trainers, but apparently things weren't working out too well because, um, you know, obviously he ended up not not winning that last fight. Uh, who did he fight? He fought Nikita Krylov. So um, Johnny Walker is now in SPG Ireland, and he is fighting with... He is training with John Kavanaugh, so that could prove to be, you know, maybe his his next home. Um, I I like Johnny Walker. 
Uh, I was sad to see him lose against Corey Anderson because uh, there's not a single Corey Anderson fan in the world. Um, that guy's a that guy's a joke. He's he's an a hole. He acted like an a hole when he knocked out Johnny Walker. Um, he thought he was gonna be the next guy to fight John Jones, and then it turns out he gets beat by Jan Blachowicz. Uh He gets knocked out. It was a sweet sweet justice um, karma for him. Um, so that's that's gonna be an interesting fight. I, I'm not gonna make a prediction on it because I really don't know if Johnny Walker's gonna come in. Same Johnny Walker we've seen. Um, same with Ryan Spann. Who knows how much he has improved? He did beat Sam Alvey. Um, I don't know why they don't have it as a submission attempt. Oh, they do have it as a submission attempt. But at two UFC, uh, UFC two forty nine, he almost got him in a, with a standing triangle. So that guy, that guy has some sub- submission skills. Um, he's got heavy hands. He's a little slow, but I mean, everybody's kind of kind of slow. I don't want to say everyone is really slow because they would destroy me, but um, UFC heavyweights are not as fast as like a flyweight or a bantamweight or whatever. So that'll be an interesting fight. Um, definitely an interesting one, and we'll have to see um how these guys um will match up with each other. Um, I, I and I I am hoping that Johnny Walker can come out and get another victory. Uh, moving up, there's a middleweight bout between Kamzat Kamzat. You know, I thought he was a welterweight. I thought Kamzat Kamev was a welterweight. Apparently not. Um, he's a middleweight. Uh, a big, big name right now because he's fought twice. He fought twice in two weeks, I believe. Twice in a week, something crazy like that. He's fighting again, and then he's also, uh, Dana White has booked him for another fight. So, um, they are assuming that he's going to beat Gerald Mearshart. Um, Gerald Mearshart is... He's basically like the polar opposite of Kamzit when it comes to careers because Kamzit's 8-0 in the UFC, undefeated. Um, came into the UFC 6-0, obviously. Um, and Gerald has 13 losses, but he's got 44 fights. He is a veteran. Um, he has been in situations like this. Um, he's been in big fights. He's probably been seen as labeled as a journeyman and probably had a few young guys thrown at him. So it's going to be interesting to see if uh, Gerald can come out and end that hype train Um um, this isn't the first young guy that it was thrown at Gerald before, um, and it won't be the last, and I think it's going to be really interesting to see how he's able to handle this, um, kind of being overlooked, uh, if, if that's how you want to see it. Um, Kamzat has apparently taken down his opponents more times than, um, strikes have been landed on him, so it's kind of a crazy stat. He's a very suffocating wrestler. He's a, he's a good fighter, but, um, this will definitely be his toughest test, and, um, after he beats, if he beats Gerald, he's supposedly going to fight Damian Maya, which now I'm confused. I think these guys are supposed to be fighting it. Maybe it's just catch weight for him because Damian Maya is a welterweight right now. Um, anyways, yeah, uh, really hyped for this one. Really excited for this one. Uh, I would like to see if Kamzat is as real as people say he is, uh, as real as he says he is too. Um, there's a little bit of bad blood, too. Both guys feel like they've been disrespected by the other. Um, Gerald obviously is aware that the UFC has booked um, his opponent after him already. Um, so we're going to have to see how that goes. I do think Kamzat is going to come out on top. But it would be interesting, kind of exciting to see Gerald steal the hype away from Kamzat and just end the hype train right there. Um, moving on to the co-main event, 
this is one that I'm actually a little more excited for than I thought I would be because I'm I'm, I'm a little I'm a little skeptical, a little optimistic, but also excited because of the way that Donald Cerrone has been talking lately. But this one is a welterweight fight between Donald Cerrone and Nico Price. So Nico Price is one of those really crazy, unpredictable kind of uh, unconventional fighters who just goes out and it's always a war no matter what. Obviously, he lost um, his last bout against Vicente Vicente Luke, I think, is who he, who he lost to. He's, he lost to him a second time. First time was a submission. This time was a doctor stoppage, I believe. Or maybe it was, I want to say it was doctor stoppage because of his eye. Yeah, that's that's what happened. Um, and then Cowboy, obviously, he's lost. He's dropped like four in a row. Um, he lost to... Anthony Pettis, Conor McGregor, Justin Gaethje, and Tony Ferguson. But those are all top-tier guys, uh, with the exception of Anthony Pettis. Anthony Pettis, isn't. I don't consider him top-tier anymore. Obviously, he's top 15, and he's a great opponent, a great fighter. But, you know, he's over the hill. He's far over the hill. He is descending down the hill right now. Um, and that was a close fight. A lot of people saw it uh, going Cowboy's way. I, I myself did not see it going Cowboy's way. But it was nice to see Cowboy just knocking knocked out. Uh, I don't know if it's okay to laugh at that. But um, Cowboy said that he's really been not 100% into his training and not completely motivated the last few fights. And, you know, with the Conor McGregor fight, he, you know, he caved under the pressure. He said that he didn't want to be there. You know, Cowboy was not showing up. Um, Donald Cerrone was showing up and he was, you know, he was worried. But Donald Cerrone is no pushover, man. Um, so many people know about his head kicks, yet they still get head kicked. Um, and you know, Cowboy has the most wins in UFC history, most finishes in UFC history. Uh, I believe first or second for submissions in UFC history. Um, this guy is no pushover and Nico Price, you know, is a, is a younger guy. He's dropped a couple recently. Um, but it's going to be exciting to see if he can pull out a win over a veteran like, like Cowboy. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure how to call this fight. I really am not sure. And I'm not sure how I'm going to be able to call the main event either. Um, but yeah, it's, these are all great fights. The whole entire card, um, even going down to the prelims have, have some good fights. Um, Mirsad Bektik is fighting in the prelims actually. Um, so really excited, really excited for this card. And moving on to one of the most anticipated fights, uh, if you would have looked at a couple years ago, I believe 2018, um, Colby Covington was supposed to challenge Tyron Woodley for the belt. Um, I don't know how the fight would have gone back then. A lot of people would have said, oh, Tyron back then would have wiped, would have mopped um, the floor with Colby Covington, but I'm not too sure about that. And definitely now people are not uh, counting Tyron Woodley in, but you know who is? Colby Covington. Colby Covington said that um, it would be stupid to give in to the odds and the odds makers and just think that it's he's going to go in there and it's going to be a cakewalk, but it's not going to be a cakewalk. He knows that. Um, Tyron Woodley obviously has looked uh, a little rough his past two fights. Um, Kamaru Usman 50-44'd him and uh, Gilbert Burns 50-44'd him. So, you know, going into this, um, kind of my expectations or my predictions kind of early on a few like a couple months ago was Tyron Woodley is going to get completely demolished but Tyron Woodley um he said that he's you know he's motivated again he knows he's getting older and he's getting a little slower but he knows he 
he's still the same fighter and he feels that he's going to be able to beat Colby. Um, there's a lot of bad blood here between these guys. So both guys are going to get motivated. Both guys are coming off losses. Um, both guys have lost to the same guy recently. Um, obviously, Tyron lost to Gilbert re- more recently than Kamar Usman. But they, and they did lose in kind of different ways. Uh, Colby was winning that fight, in my opinion, going into the fifth round. Um, and Tyron Woodley didn't win a single second of that fight. Um, he just kind of stood there, looked like a deer in headlights. But I do think we're going to see a different Tyron Woodley. Um, do I think he's going to beat Colby? No. I'm going to be completely honest. I think Colby is getting into his prime, and I think he's just too good. He's got too much cardio. He's too relentless with his pressure. Um, apparently, his trainers have come out and said that he is apparently right-handed, but for some reason, for, for, for some reason with his wrestling, he's just always led with his right foot forward. So obviously, that's going to be a southpaw stance. Um, a lot of people think that Colby's going to come out orthodox and fight the whole fight. I really think he's going to be switching back and forth, and it's going to make it really, it's going to make it hell for Tyron Woodley, to be honest. Um, he's going to be coming out probably throwing harder shots because he, he claims, I mean, every, every fighter, no fighter says they're going to go to a decision. Every fighter claims they're going to knock the opponent out. Um, but I do truly believe that Colby can go out there and finish Tyron Woodley. Apparently if he is right-handed, um, he might be able to come out and, and hit him with some hard shots. And it's going to be, I, I'm not sure if I see Colby knocking Tyron Woodley out, but it's a possibility. It really is a possibility. Um, anything can happen in the fight game. And I just, I see Colby Covington winning. I see him mixing up his wrestling, putting, um, putting just re- that relentless Colby Covington cardio and pressure on Tyron and Tyron just kind of gassing out and not basically checking out mentally in the fourth and fifth rounds. And I expect him to retire after this fight, um, especially if he loses. He's definitely going to retire if he loses. So really looking forward to this card. Um, also looking forward to the fact that Dana White said that he's hoping Conor McGregor will come back early next year, early 2021, and he says that he has some fun things planned with him. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you stay tuned and pay attention and look out for the first premiere episode of Demonetized. Uh, the comedy podcast, and thank you for listening.